what's up, y'all? This is uh, T Nasty. This is Creamer. We are running Run the, the fools. fools. This is Austin's uh, freestyle podcast. You Off know that. the dome. You clicked on it. Yeah. Hey, we got a new episode coming at you. This yeah. is a great one. It's our friend Tosin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a fucking great app. Yeah. If I didn't know any better. We, you know, classic. Run the fools off the dome style. We get in silly sitcom-y Hot stuff. flows. We've gotten better, y'all. Yeah. We keep getting better and better. And then we get, di- we get into it. Now, lucky you, we got some live dates coming up. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to this, the date comes out. Get your tickets for Theater Dome tonight at the Hideout Theater in Austin, Texas at 9 p.m. Uh, we're retaining our throne. We're going on a tear. This is, you know, this is a sort of King of the Hill type show. Come out, vote for us. We get Every to come week, back. two improv troops. One troop comes out the winner. One, it's been us the last two weeks. Yeah. Let's see what happens this week. Mm-hmm. Come out tonight. Right. Or if you're available earlier in the day, mm-hmm. you can come see us at the Historic Scoot Inn in Austin, Texas at 8 p.m. And uh, performing with your favorite band. Yeah. It's, it's another, an, it's impro- another musical. musical improv troupe. Yeah. And if you're like, oh, man, that's too early for me to make it out. Well, what about the next day? Tomorrow, February 10th, 10th uh, at 5 p.m. at Cherrywood Coffee House in Austin, Texas. Come see us performing with your favorite band. Boom. Got them. Hell yeah. The next week. Oh, okay. Keep going. Yeah. uh, February 15th. We're in the big little comedy fest in San Antonio at the Bear Stage. Bear spelled B-E-X-A-R. Bear Stage. Come see us perform as Run the Fools. And then come see your boy T. Nasty, a.k.a. Tyler Gross. Do some stand-up, y'all. And if you're not listening to this the day it comes out and you're like, oh, man, I wish I could have voted for Run the Fools to stay in Theodome, there's a decent chance we'll be back. Having one on February 9th, back for February 16th, Theater Dome Hideout Theater, 9 p.m., Austin, Texas. Check out hideouttheater.com, and it'll say, Run the Fools versus whoever's coming up next. Some motherfucking chump. Speaking of, come see me at Gatsby. Uh, do stand-up, 10.30 on Saturday, February 17th. I'll be doing a show there. See your boy do some stand-up. I got jokes. I got flows and I got jokes. I got everything you need. Any comments, questions, etc. send to offthedomeatx at gmail.com. We'll uh, rap about it. Or chat about it. Or fuck about it. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tyler, can I get some jazz on sample the bars. Some what? Just some sample bars at your like level. I'm just checking oh, your levels. Hey, I'm rapping, rapping, rapping in the box, rapping in the box. Ad libs, ad libs, ad libs, ad libs. Like a clock. Oh, uh, what's the uh, clock? What's the time? What am I doing? Drinking my water. Hope you wish it was hotter. Could have heated it up in the microwave like all day, but I said no because I want some straight up water. Oh, yeah, I want that H2O. That H2O. Let me get that HBO go so I can know what's going on on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. You know what's on in that GOT every time they see me, one around things with the blue eyes and the dragons in the seats. Every time we get it, every time I hit the beats. If you want to stand on the man, I'm standing on that band. Stand running around making sure America can. Do the things what you're doing with the little orange man. <laughs> got, that, got that Buster Rhymes uh, look at me now, Flo? Yeah. I've been, I was not, I was not welcome in my freestyle circles when I was younger. Why not? Because I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, yeah, look at, look at me now. Well, that's how I learned how to beatbox, actually, because they wouldn't let me hang around. <laughs> but I could beatbox that's really so well. And, beatbox, Tosin! And I didn't realize so good that normal people didn't beatbox for like three hours so their friends could flow. Wait, can you beatbox so we can hear what it sounds like? Yeah. Man, 
Tyler really hitting it with that annoying West Coast. <laughs> that's how that's how everybody made it right there. Somebody's <laughs> gonna get that high wisdom. Yeah. Cool. So we'll throw this. I guess throw this beat on. Oh, so I guess I just rap over that. That was fucking prime yeah, opportunity have. for you. But yeah, we're getting into it, right? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 Like no friends in the circle when I'm rapping They said if you ain't rapping then you napping Then I said wait what if I beatbox Give them a little sample they know that I rock yeah, I rock it, man, I cock it back Doing what I can so you know that I'm on top of that uh, Yeah, bringing all the skills, call it beatbox Toasting sitting over here, you know he's the fox Look, it's 98 degrees when I beatbox You can call it heat box If you want to take it to the bedroom with sheet box If you want to think about it, we can wheat box Walking around the street, picking cotton, niggas, we socks So if you want to go on down the street Pull up on the street, making sure you hear the beat. Understand if you want to mess with me, I'm the man. If you want to leap, get froggy, and I'll make sure you rib it on the beat, so. Leapfrog like I'm playing Frogger. Oh mm. yeah, I'm writing this shit like I am a blogger. Ah. Oh yeah, I'm running the streets like I am a jogger. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got so much wood, you call me logger. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Cause you know I'm so good that you can't beat me Number one in the game, I'm a box of wheat teas Eat them in the morning to get all of this strength uh, Giving it to you so you know I got that length God damn, giving thanks, uh, yeah, making bank Gonna be rolling through slowly, yeah, like I'm in a tank But I'm just walking slowly, carrying a big stick uh, Yeah, cause I'm doing this, don't get it twisted uh, uh. Listen, it's punch time. If you want to go in early morning, get some breakfast with me, you can call it brunch time. If these mops is coming at me, trying to beat me in the rap game, open my mouth and you can call it munch time. Look, if we got to put some things together, crush it together and make it really little, call it crunch time. If you can get these white ladies with the braids and the longs in the place over there, we can call it Dutch time. If you broke your leg and got to walk down the street, apparatus under your shoulder, we can call it crunch time. <laughs> If you want to talk about all these things with that old ass nigga from Adam's family, it's Lutz time. So if you want to get on this game, make a show we do it and we hit the game to fame. Look, my claim to fame was that I speed it up and rap it quick. These niggas be thinking I'm running these streets and making they show me hitting these beats. These hooks I beat them, I eat them, I treat them, I make them. Y'all never gonna need them. I had to breathe in the middle of the thing, so now you don't need what I said, what I need them. So if you want to go and get things on the beat, every time I go, I want to harm them to beat. When you don't want to grind them to beat, hot daddy, want to stop them in the streets. I don't actually know what I just said. <laughs> uh, no one needs to cause no one did listen They just listening to the way you take the beat and make it yours Call it bitchin' Oh, I make this beat mine I do it all the time Dutch time, butch time, no matter the time Always on his grind cause his name is Tosin Greatness is right there, he's getting closer and closer mm. On that shit and it's gonna be his He wear it around his neck like it's like a trophy and shit Like uh. it's like a medal, I put it on the pedal Oh yeah, you know I do it, I'm so soft like a pedal Pluck one at a time, does she love me or not? I said, hey, it doesn't matter, I'm a fuck cause she's hot Whoa. Jumping in hopscotch like it's double Dutch time yeah. And never is twice double Dutch time Yeah, giving you bad shit Trouble mulch time uh, Doing what I can cause I crunch rhymes Like I'm curling, doing crunches Yeah man, I do this side of shit You need this fucking munchies Like we're just popping open the bag Get your snack in, yeah Cause I'm doing this too fast Hit your back in like, uh 
Look, playing badminton, one-handed. Every time I do it, they can understand that one man did. The things that he did in the president. If the orange man can do it, then it's resident. It's very silly. impossibly ashamed of. Every time I do it, I can get the blame, cuz. I just watched an interview with Larry Let David Letterman and Obama, and I said, man, there the game was. I miss that man, really. Oh, my God. If he could run for a third term, I would give him, like, a million dollars or something. Oh, I give him a million dollars. <laughs> Shit. Are we done? Oh. Hey, what's, what's going, going on? on? Yeah, that, that. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> How's it going? My name's T Nasty. I'm Creamer. Together we are Run, Run the, the Fools. Fools. This That's is right. Off the Dome, the Austin Freestyle Podcast. Got a special guest with us. Oh shit! Hello, it's Tosin, the Mononymous Tosin. What the is Mononymous? Your, what, nope. I love it. He has a last. What is your last name? My I, my whole name is Oluwatosin Nicholas Awanuga Awufeso. So you can just call me Toast. There's a Nicholas in the middle of there? Yeah, my, I don't know, I'm going to put a white name in there, I guess, just so I can get a job one of these days. <laughs> uh, no, I, it's just how, bro, we have two middle names, so. Nice. So, well, there he is, man. Yeah, he's a, a prodigious uh, improvised piano player. Thank uh, you. Uh, a, and just straight up piano player. And straight up, yeah. Uh, he does, does improv around town. Um, he codes. I do. I code. You got an app to promote? I do. Uh, so I actually just left a sprint planning meeting. The app is on the app store. It's called Tribal, Meeting Familiar Strangers. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, we are That's trying to- That's a great to, tagline. Yeah, right? <laughs> meeting Familiar Strangers. We're, we're actually, we're trying to look at the issue that social media is actually working really hard on separating people. So we mm. actually want to create a social media app that connects people. That. But I so, thought I thought the whole thing was we get our we get in our bubbles we get in our our, our what is it echo chambers yeah yeah we, of people who think just like us we find the seven people who Familiar think exactly strangers. the same as we do and we tell each other that we're right and then we make up our own facts and uh, we and, persist in the world and, and see what happens America that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how democracies are formed this yeah, is yeah. who we are um, this is who we are. But, but yeah. not anymore, thanks to thanks tribal. To tribal. We're tribal change the world one thing know your friends dope man <laughs> that shit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's it's cool to be here. Y'all, y'all, yeah. this is a cool time. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, you were killing, you were killing the hey, you don't, you Listen, you don't have to flatter us. We know, we know what we got here. <laughs> we got one piece of fan mail, uh -huh. and uh, that's all we needed. That's more fan mail. So we than said, so we said no more. Yeah, we said, we said no more. <laughs> Change your address. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Man, how much do you miss Obama? Man. Every day. So I really did. Netflix did this. I saw it. Yeah, I did. watched it. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So first off, I think What's it, it's called. Uh, 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 my guest needs no introduction. Yeah, it's on my Netflix. next guest needs no introduction. David Letterman hasn't done anything for two years. Mm -hmm. Interviews Obama without like. There's no ad revenues to deal with. There's no like presidential grants. Like it's literally like Obama can say whatever the fuck he wants. David Letterman can say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. and they're on a stage in a theater. Just saying real shit. <laughs> and I, I don't remember too much. I felt like it was a pretty tame conversation. It wasn't like it didn't. It wasn't like groundbreaking. But it I, was, I was, was hoping he would have been like, "What's with the drones, Obama?" <laughs> I thought he was going to do some hard hitting shit. I. And Obama's like, fuck Trump, right? <laughs> the crowd's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think probably my favorite part of that situation was actually them talking about echo chambers in social media, mm -hmm. where he was talking about like, oh, we get in these tiny bubbles and my favorite line is like, if you watch Fox News, you live on a different earth <laughs> than everybody else is like re referencing reality. climate changes and stuff. And it's like, it's hard. Wow to be trying to make a difference in a world where 
people choose their own facts now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, in that conversation, I was like, interesting and hard to have from a podium, but easy to have on stage with David Letterman. Yeah. Kind of slight tangent, but speaking of political and like civic duties, I have on Monday jury duty. Ooh. Hey, look at I'm that. I'm kind of excited. Do you know the, 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 the crime? I don't. And I probably won't be able to talk about it. Like, if I do get selected from the jury pool, oh, then I'll come on here. And okay, I'll be, what, about I'll be after, like, what about after it's done? You can come and maybe. Dish, right? Mm, well, it depends on what it is. Yeah. What if it's a have murder? You, have either of you been uh, like to jury duty before? I move too much to uh, uh, yeah. to catch me. Uh, <laughs> same. They, call, they, they got me because I haven't changed my address since I left my parents' house. So it's been... Mm-hmm. Seven years, something like that. It's been, <laughs> it's been something stupid. And they hit them. They mailed it to my parents' house for jury duty. And then I was like, I don't even live there, yo. Yeah. Then they were like, What's your new address? And I'm like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> So now I might have to get caught up. But yeah, because I think um, I said this. Uh, I think the day of, I was like, I feel like Brussels sprouts, jury duty, and Creed all get a worse rep than they deserve. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was your thought? Did, yeah. Did you tweet that? I might have. Be honest. Did you tweet that? I may have. I may tweeted have. That. He tweeted Great. that. At, at P. Kramer. I like Brussels sprouts. I don't care about Creed. <laughs> I don't think I don't think people hate? should talk so much shit about Creed. Yeah. I'm like they did, that's, they're doing fine. Let me nickel back. I'm like there's nothing wrong with them. Do they they're... pay you for jury duty? Uh yeah, I think like minimum wage. Really? Yeah. I've been doing yeah. way more jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hold, was free. hold on, you said minimum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's I'll some be sort there. of there's some sort of per diem. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean I'll, I'll see. I don't know, like I don't know if I'm. You're just excited to be part of the civic process. I, I you're am. Such a, you're such I a, am. I'm like, I'll go there, you know, with uh, as, as few biases as possible. Black guy on trial? Then, I'll give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, like, so, some, some thought that I've had recently, you know, with any sort of uh, police coverage uh, being like, where I'm like, police are just people. There's some, I, there's some sort of glorification through, uh, I think, may have spur, like come out of like how Hollywood, you know, is making like pro-war movies from like World War II and stuff, and then, you know, and any sort of like cops and robbers stuff where it's like police are just like, you know, infallible, and I'm like, no, they're just, they're just people with uniforms on. So, <laughs> where I'm just like, you know, if it's if it's a sort of he said she said. Uh, case where he's a cop and she's someone who uh was arrested for stealing something and you know there's no evidence other than what each of them say i'm like well i don't know what happened that's reasonable yeah doubt. but that's pe- reasonable but people, that. yeah it is reasonable people like but people respect cops for yeah. some reason yeah. they think that they're 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 the man men and women in blue yeah who's more important for some we'll reason that yeah. we'll some line by some famous civil rights person that I'm going to fuck up just now. Was it uh, 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 Fuck the Police? <laughs> that was it. Was that the one? No, it was, it's something along the lines of like, if somebody wants to hang me, that's their problem. If they have the power to hang me, that's my problem. Ooh. And mm. I think the police, he said, she said type of thing falls in that situation. It's like, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, I believe that. There's like the full spectrum of human beings are police officers, but the crazy I hate black people ones have the power to fuck up my whole life just because they feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Remember and, that uh, Family Matters episode? No. Where Carl, oh, Carl Winslow. Family Matters. <laughs> Carl Winslow came in. There was a, some bad cops that pulled over his son, and Carl Winslow had to set him straight. He said, y'all are racist. And they were like, no, we're not. <laughs> 
Listen, it was a better scene than that. Y'all can go check <laughs> no, it out. I, I was just, I was just thinking about. I was like, oh my gosh, I might be the woke gentleman I am because of like the the type of TV that was on right when I was like a kid. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air and Boy Meets World is like are like a core of my mm-hmm. being. <laughs> I, I went through a rabbit hole not too long ago of looking up old like sitcoms of that time and like trying to find like the episodes that really hit you mm-hmm. that I remember. Mm-hmm. So I looked up that Carl Winslow one, Family Matters. Just type in Carl Win- Family Matters cop. That should be that. Yeah. We're, we're familiar with Google. And then I looked up the one where uh, from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where uh, Will and Carlton were pledging in the frat and then Will got in but Carlton didn't because Carlton was acting too white. Yep. That was mm, a good one. I loved ugh. There's a Carlton told them off and then they went back to and told their parents about it and Uncle Phil was just like, When are we gonna stop doing this to ourselves? And it was just boom. It was it. It was just like, when are we gonna stop? He might as well have just turned towards the camera. When are y'all gonna stop this? <laughs> there's a there's an episode earlier. I got season one of Fresh Prince of Bel Air on DVD. Don't wanna brag, but uh, <laughs> no, you brag a, about it. <laughs> there's a there's a episode. It's like the third or fourth episode of the series. Um, like Carlton. There's some sort of pill mix-up where, like, one of Will's friends is like, "Hey, you want you need some study pills?" This is classic. Uh, yeah, you need some, you need some study pills, and they're like some sort of some sort of amphetamine. And like Carlton's like, "Oh, I just need some more Alpha Brain or whatever." And okay. and there's like, and there's two bottles. Uh, I'm, a bit, in, I'm a big Alpha Brain. Fan. <laughs> Me too. This podcast brought to you by pills. Uh, <laughs> and, and in Will's uh, locker, uh, there's you know two bottles and Carlton grabs the wrong one. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to just take some, some handfuls. And like the climax of the episode is Carlton doing his Carlton dance but like wigging out during it. And then he's in the hospital because he at, OD'd on amphetamines. At and first like, the Carlton dance was fun. Yeah. But then it was not fun. Yeah. Now it's a cry for help yeah. due to addiction <laughs> and overdose. And I was like, this is unusual. <laughs> <laughs> The one's always so funny about sitcoms is like how the, the, the how gently they'll touch the wire of like real realness. Yeah. Unless it was a to be continued episode, that's as real as sitcoms well, get. The realest one that I saw was the different strokes. The very first, the very special episode, mm, I, where it was just straight up. I'm gonna not be black anymore after this, but I have not seen one Ooh, single episode of different on. strokes. Do I need to sing the theme song? Now the world don't move <laughs> to the beat of just one drum. Come on, oh, I man. really haven't. It was great. There was uh, uh, was Arnold. He's the youngest. He was he's the classic. What you talking about, Willis guy? Mm-hmm. Him and his buddy go into this bicycle shop. There's a nice bicycle man who, you know, just befriends these kids. And he's like, hey, why don't you come back and have some wine and play some play some video games? Oh, is that a dirty magazine laying out? Hey, look, human, the human body's a beautiful thing. It's just this man priming these kids for pedophilia. That's all it is. Oh, <laughs> and then it's to be continued? No. Well, they, they, eventually Arnold gets out. He's like, you know, he wanted me to take my shirt off and take pictures, and I just didn't like that. But his friend Dudley, his friend Dudley stayed behind, and, oh, they, had, no. and they called the police to break in and save Dudley. And he comes out, he comes out the bathroom shirtless, rubbing his eye like, what? Yeah, and he's like, he was like, he. <laughs> I want to remind you, this is not funny. <laughs> he was like, he, he, he made me touch him or whatever. And then it was just like, and then his dad was just like, it's okay, man. And they leave, and then it's just like the whole family around on the couch talking to a cop, and the cop's just like explaining to the audience, yeah. pedophilia is real. It was, 
Very. What? It's very uncomfortable. This is a shitty SVU episode. Is what just happened? <laughs> it's pretty uncomfortable. It's not. It's not the most comfortable thing. But uh, it was, Ugh. Thanks. <laughs> it was funny. I thought the funniest thing was it was almost like comical. It was uh, Willis, the older brother. He was like, "Man, it's weird to think that Mister Whatever the Bicycle Mine. Man, it's weird to think that he's, you know, gay." <laughs> No. What? And the cop that makes, this is what we take away from this. <laughs> and the cop's like, no, it's actually, they're not interested in men at all. They're interested in children. And that's the difference. It was like, it's just very informative. Was there a, well. They didn't know about All then. right. All right. Well, yeah, let's wrap about some sitcoms. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, what do we rap about now? Uh, I got jokes to make. I'll make them. I'm just warning y'all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. This is serious. Like, no joke. But that fool in that show. Talk about different strokes. Uh, that's all I had. It's like, yeah, just one different stroke part. Right. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I, was I got 40. That could have been. I was waiting for him to be like, yeah. Watching those old sitcoms, wondering if some of those characters are fuckable. Like, mm, who are we talking about? <laughs> Dr. Huxtable. <laughs> uh, getting a little dark in here. Well, we gonna run through the list. Look, I'ma show you how I get that sitcom. I'm a banger. Everybody's first crush in this game was to panga. I done seen them things, and every time I wanna lay, every time I try to get it, Lisa Bonet. Now, Mrs. Huxtable was fine, well, both of them. And Carl Winslow's wife was fine, well, both of them. Look, how you gonna change them up and get dark ladies with them light ladies? Now, Vivian's been a white lady, and a black lady, and a brown lady, but it's fine. Hey, let's take this beat, like step by step. Uh. Cosby show them fresh pins of ballet, that's best. Oh yeah. <laughs> we can say the rest yeah. if you want, go on and make it a test, yeah. you know. Cause I was Family Matters is the black full house. Yeah. <laughs> Family Matters is the black full house. Uh. Family Matters, man, that's what I was about. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know I was in a circle when I'm called that fucking Urkel. Wow. Uh, we're being, uh, Flipping, some people might be listening and but like that's so craving uh <laughs> something you know where they're going yeah rudy's later in that's a raven oh, rudy i want a hoagie i know y'all know me wait i am rapping as cosby should i be stopping like no sir like i like sweaters and everything better i'm 80s y'all didn't know that that i was crazy yeah well look we spent the whole time before talking about pills and harassment so cosby's a a good assessment <laughs> Yeah. Sorry that he's a king, but uh, look, king's gonna drop every time people start telling the truth about the things they didn't see in the dark scene. So look, how are we gonna do it? It's in that time. Yeah. It is. I'm done. <laughs> this is the beat. I saw a meme that said, uh, these hoes ain't Laura with Urkel's face. <laughs> Man, Hilarious. I, I grew up on like some Cosby albums and you ever have this sort of thing like, almost like sense memories of like comedy where things happen and you like immediately switch to 
like things that you've grown up on like yeah. for example you know like anytime i need a shave i'm like i've got these little tiny hairs coming out of my face which is a bit he does about like a football player advertising a razor it's like it can shave the little tiny hairs coming out of my face and <laughs> it's just like you know it's like it's bit, like bits that like show up in your life because they're so yeah specific yeah yeah or to, like to you, this day mm -hmm. if i eat chocolate cake yeah daddy's great if before noon uh -huh. daddy's yeah. great give us a child cake it's like so the literally the first comedy thing i ever heard was bill cosby himself yeah because we had a white cassette tape that we played on every car trip because it was the only thing that would make me and my brother shut up huh <laughs> so i've listened to every bit like the dentist bit the the chocolate cake bit from bill cosby himself like i've heard it a billion billion times mm -hmm. and yeah all the time there's so many things yeah that i just remember it's just tied up in that cultural memory i'm trying to think i always have some i see a broke down car i think the retro prior bit mm. they don't shoot cars they shoot <laughs> can i say can i say niggars I, here i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, i've said it multiple times on here wait yeah. you just listened to the yusuf roach episode we were saying it the whole way through that's true <laughs> the crock pot crock pot <laughs> the, uh, for me especially it's like cartoons that i grew up on like uh so i say certain things certain ways like there's a spongebob episode where he's like imagination and like i say <laughs> mm -hmm. whenever i say yep. imagination uh and then there's an invader zim episode uh where he gets gur after all the other uh you know invaders get sirs which are the little like robots and he goes gur what's the g stand for and gur goes i don't know and so now, like, whenever anybody asks yeah. me a question I don't <laughs> yeah. know the answer to, no. that's, like, my inclination. See, okay, to... I have one like that where from my wife and kids, uh -huh. Franklin came in, like, the neighborhood kid that eventually just became part of the show, and he was... He, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He was just around all the time. He would always say, like, instead of, like, saying, like, anyways, he would go, anywho, and then he'd move on. <laughs> now I, that's what I do. I, I go, like, I like anywho, and then I move on. I'm embarrassed to say this, but I probably use new girl quotes, like, in my daily life all the time. One of my go-tos mm -hmm. is, like, I'll ask somebody a question that I don't want them to say no to, and then I'm like, and before you say no, don't say no. <laughs> straight from new girl. Or if somebody says, like, oh, yeah, I think, like, Phantom Tollbooth is a great book. And I'm like, of course you do. You're a human being with a soul. <laughs> yeah. That's like a modified very quote like, from New Very like yeah. right, writerly. Yeah. Very like, <laughs> yeah. Like you're writing this shit on the spot. Exactly. Oh, shit. How, how long have you been playing piano? Let's talk about piano. Uh, He's a playing, great pianist. We said it before. I'll say it again. I've been playing since I was 12. So this is, this is, this is a bunch of cute stories. <laughs> um, so I was... I wanted to be a drummer when I was in middle school and I joined band, but I w went on the last day. And if you were not familiar with how middle school band works, yeah, percussion have, goes away first, right? Yeah, they have like a hundred spots, and you have to get there and sign up for the spots. And there's only like sixteen percussion spots, and everybody wants to play drums. So if you're not there on the first day, it's gone. Mm. So I played trumpet for five years in my band life, and then I would take my trumpet music home and on at my play, church that I went you to. Translate it to the drums. <laughs> no, I would take it. I would take it home. Nailed it. There, got it. Got it. <laughs> Technically, piano is a percussion instrument, not right. a string instrument. Um, but 
I would take it to my church, and they had a they had a, a broken piano or broken-ish piano in a spare room, and I would just leave my music there, and I would pl- plunk out the keys, and they had like middle C marked, and so I would just plunk out my trumpet music on there, and I did this for like till I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. like well, kind of, I, I, as often as I could, and then we got a new pastor, like my eighth gr- or seventh grade year. And they turned that office from the pastor's office, so they were gonna throw that piano away. But instead of throwing it away, they gave it to us. Oh, so they I put see. it. In, so they brought it to our house. I'm literally walking home from the bus, and I see all of the old church dudes like, like lifting the piano into my house. And then, and then I would just play all night long until my parents told me to shut up. Nice. And then, sounds like, sounds like Ray. Yeah, it's I watch Ray. It's, a, it's my because Ray's like you know he went down to the local spot and he's like, is that what's that noise I hear? And the guy's like, it's the piano, son. Let me teach you a thing or two. Yeah, it just it just got me. Now put like, your fingers like this, and then <laughs> I was in. I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. He was out. like, I've got wine, and why don't you? Come <laughs> <laughs> I always play piano with my shirt off, just in case. The human body's a beautiful thing. <laughs> exactly. Just, I want the I want the music to be able to touch me as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went to college. They had pianos in all of the dorm rooms, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I would play till like three o'clock in the morning. That's so. The joke, if if. Um, if you go to the improv and you see me play, I have a bit that I do that basically anytime something romantic happens, I'll play the Vanessa Carlton song. Yeah, yeah. Making my way in downtown, walk. So people pass. One, this is a really beautiful chord progression. It's a great, mm-hmm. it's a great chord progression. So I recognizable. Will, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like three. Uh, I will do four, five, threes all day, all day. They're so good. They're delicious, and that's basically the whole that whole song. Um, but I learned it in college because I would play that song at one o'clock in the morning and literally I would turn around and there would just be like white girls in their pajamas on the balcony <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and just, I literally just, nicknamed, just wide-eyed looking? Yeah, just like just one o'clock in the morning, sleepy, just, just whisper, like whispering if you and I had no and I had no game. <laughs> I wish I I wish I had known that I was like all of these like women standing next to me at three o'clock in the morning listening to them play piano like would have made out with they me. They were years for the picking. It sounds I, like I did, did not, not know. <laughs> I did not know. I was about to say, were you like smashing with no, the piano? Nobody. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Why not? Because I had no game when I was. I, I was. It wasn't. I had no game. I was oblivious that like women liked me. It's hard to yeah. know. You see them all yeah. lining up, and you're like, well, look how many potential friends I have, and then you stop playing. <laughs> exactly. I was like <laughs> playing, and you're like, where they all go? Well, I guess friends another day. <laughs> Yeah, I was no like, one tells you. Exactly. No one fucking tell you. Get into college and then suddenly your parents aren't there and everyone's fucking and you're like, wait, did I, did I miss out on the fucking line? <laughs> and then, you, no one tells. And then you know someone's nice to you and you're like, move, bitch, I'm trying to fuck. And then I did, she's right. You didn't know. I had this one friend who would like. I would do like ninety percent of the work, and he would just like swoop in and be hot. Damn! <laughs> like I would be, I'd charm this girl all night long, and like we'd be talking, and I'm making her laugh, and she feels like comfortable and beautiful and special. And then he would walk in. And he's hot and military she, Air Force dude. You're like, uh, hey, you deserve the best. And she's like, I think I see him over there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's like, oh my God. And then we go dance with him and make out. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, college was tough. <laughs> no, I'm college over was tough. Throwing in a Throwing in a beat. Yeah. I feel like this is an applicable beat. Oh, yeah. I, I can talk about this all day. Say, girl. <laughs> you know. I just wanted to say I thought you was beautiful from day one. Day one. 
Your hair looks nice. Your clothes are always in style. I just thought that maybe, I don't know, you and me could maybe go out to, hey, wait, where are you going? Hey. Playing piano, uh, yeah, behind me I see a thousand smiles, yeah. Mm. Just tickling those keys, play Vanessa Carlton, I'm talking a thousand miles, people mm. passing. Look, I done tried to see your way. I done tried to see the place we could go if we were not friends today, but every time you just circle back to the friend zone. Look, that's fine. You're a great person, I'm like, though you, and every time we do it, it's a great time, but how about we take a chance and see where the romance could lead us to be, and every time we can see we could be, and I ain't trying to get down on just one knee, I'm trying to see what two dates could be, but if you don't want to, I understand, which is how come and understand, because I should've just been a man. Say, hey, wanna take me? About to shake it down and didn't say nothing. Yeah. I said, I don't mean to be aggressive. Would you be with me? Mm. Just like the progression. Four, five, three. Ah. I wanna play you just like the keys. And I really, really like you. I hope you believe. But mm. I see your eyes wandering to all these other dudes. Yep. I'm like, hey, what the fuck? I'm right here. Don't be rude. She mm. says, nah, I see better things. So I'm on to the next. So mm. I had to wait like until I graduated for some sex. Goddamn. True story, one time I was at this college party, thought I was being clever, turns out I didn't play it smartly. I told a girl the story where the punchline is me throwing up. She said, do you tell this story to all the girls? I was like, oh shucks. Uh, feel like I ruined my chances. Uh, yeah, was a little gross, not romantic. Like, uh, man, was a little too drunk. Uh, also in the story I told was a little too drunk. Uh, Look, my problem was I tried to get to know him deeply. Uh. All my friends were just like trying to get in them deeply. Yeah. And look, I I don't mind. I'd rather get to know people in their mind and heart and their soul and time. But when you go that deep, they get afraid that they won't be a thing to you anymore if they get played at. So friendship can only be a clothed environment. I'm like, I can be your friend naked, I promise. Yeah. Nasty is my name mm. When I'm talking to you I ain't playing no games I don't wanna be me I don't wanna bring you shame I just wanna take you Cause you are a fine dame I mean damn I like talking to you damn I like looking at you damn I like fucking with you damn I like rubbing on you damn How about we get together Just for a minute I can see in your eyes I think that you are with We're locking eyes across the room i'm not talking with bride and groom but we need to get together not later i'm just talking soon uh, is it gonna be soon enough yeah maybe a little rough if you're into that stuff you like to judge but we don't know uh if we can do that if we can break it down what's coming up between us feel like we're building these walls around ourselves need to just share our souls and connect uh man because you know that it won't uh, be wrong we'll be correct speaking yeah. of connection everybody's fine with an emotional one
fun. I can get to know you and see the things and see you cry on my shoulder, son. And everybody's fine with the intellectual. We can talk about the algebraic, cosmic, and everything. See the sociological epithets of all the things you've seen. The way we think it's fine with us if we get together and connect in on an entertaining way. If we both creatively ambitious and say the way. But when we cross the line into the physical, we got all new set of rules. I like your mind, your soul, your heart, but your penis, I don't know. I don't, I really don't. I feel like we couldn't really connect in that way physically in any way, shape, or form. Like, you're a great guy and all, and I've learned a lot about you, and I feel like so comfortable and safe with you as a person and everything, but like, just keep your pants on, which is fine, you should do Oh that. my God, like, listen, like, I'm just here, we're talking and hanging out, and now you're talking about all these other things I don't wanna talk about. I mean, I just came through, I mean, there's a whole lot of other dudes. What makes you think you are so great that I want to stay with you? I mean, That's what if I fuck him and I fuck him? Him and I fuck him. Yeah, I mean, you can and do then that. I do that middle finger to you like fuck him. Then there's a little bit difference there. I don't know if you can hear, but goddamn, I'm just out here trying to get some fucking steer. What? <laughs> steer. What? That's what I call dick. Steer. What? It's just like bull dick? Like bull dick. <laughs> I want the big dick. You know, I see it. I want to get down and lick, lick and suck. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right. Doesn't matter how dope I am. You don't want to fuck me. You ain't got to fuck me. Anyway, your playing's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I try. Yeah. Yeah. That that was. That's actually. I used to be one of those like really gross like complain about being friend zone guys. Yeah. Mm. And so I mean, it's like it's when you're nine, when you're 18 and you just really want to fuck. It's hard to like cross the woke line of being like. Uh, okay, step one, if they don't want to fuck you, end of discussion. <laughs> I was like, there's no value judgment about it. They just don't. They, just, how, they don't need a good reason. <laughs> I, I don't think I was ever, like, mad at them for not wanting to fuck me. I was certainly mad at the situation for <laughs> fucking not happening uh, yeah. on top of me. <laughs> That's what I was mad. I remember, yeah. I, remember I, I, I was in an organization sophomore year in college. Uh, and it was like, it was called sales, sophomores advancing in leadership. It was all sophomores. So we Sweet. all just like got in there at the beginning of the year, hung out throughout the whole year. And uh, at the end of the year, it was the end of the year party. And that's when everyone got super fucked up together. Whenever it was officially okay, because mm -hmm. policy had ended. And that's whenever everybody was like hooking up and shit mm -hmm. and all the shit was going down. Right. Mm. And then the party came and the party went. And you and, didn't. And I didn't any of that. And then I was with my friend. I remember so vividly we were in the car and I knew I was being funny, but I was still it was real frustration. I was just like, you mean I've spent a year with these bitches and they I'm still not one of the hot ones. And I was so mad. <laughs> what do I have to do? I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, it was very, I'm like, I'm playing piano. I'm improving myself. Don't they see that? And they don't. They didn't see that. They just wanted that. They just wanted fucking jawline. That's see, I, I figured out that like I was sexy to 30 year olds when I was 18. He as far as like ambitionly and like how well <laughs> oh, I got my life together yeah. and the ability to overlook like societal norms of sexiness. Yeah. I, I, was, I, I did know in college I was like, this will be this will be a premium at some point. Right now in college, <laughs> they don't give a shit about what I'm on. I'm on some next level shit. Yeah. And whenever they're on it, I'm gonna be light years ahead. <laughs> and guess what? I was right, y'all. I'm doing great right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's same same here. I was like, I like now that I'm thirty and it's I'm more like kind of understand what I want for my life like sexually and everything, it's like, oh, 
this is a lot easier. <laughs> this is going great. There's plenty. Of, I'm hotter than I thought it was. And what do you want for your life sexually? <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> uh, so I. I'm in a non-monogamous relationship with, I have a partner and we have a baby together, mm-hmm. but we so, are allowed so, to have so, so sex with other name. people. Um, say it again? It's a little baby's name. X, like X. a letter. Oh, X, Ola Olua, Ife Joby, Portier Awufeso. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas at the end. And, um, and, and, and it was what I was talking about that like, here's what I was, here's the example I use when I go to explain why I'm non-monogamous and like, Things like that. So, and when people are like, Wait, "What do you mean?" I was like, "No, this is ridiculous." And I was like, uh, "So you have a lot of friends, right? You have a lot of friends because, uh, let's for me, for me specifically, I have people that I do music with, I have people that I do improv with, I have people that like encourage me to work out, I have people I freestyle with on Wednesday afternoon. Hell yeah, right? <laughs> and just in, it's it's no offense to either of those groups of people that they don't fulfill every single want and desire and need that I want." Um, so that's why I have multiple people take care of it. And then we do this very strange thing when we get into the romantic space where we're talking about the types of fulfillments that are huge and hard and deep and important, like being known and being seen and being loved and being vulnerable and being intimate. And then we ask one person forever for the rest of our life to fulfill all of those needs. And if you don't, I'll resent you forever. And we, and we just draw the line arbitrarily at like, if our genitals touch, <laughs> right? And it doesn't make, it doesn't, it, as far as I've seen culturally, now I don't, I don't think there aren't people who aren't monogamous. Like I think there are people who are like penguins, they see a person, that's the only person they think about. Ooh, uh, turns out that thing is actually uh, a legend. Penguins are, uh, poly- are polyamorous. Penguins be fucking like, <laughs> yeah. I figure they business. did. It doesn't, it's yeah. not like. They, they all wear tuxedos and shit. It's not the biological norm. Right, the reason that people thought that is because they like stick with the partner long enough to raise the like uh, chick to be big enough till it doesn't die. Mm-hmm. And then next mating season, they're like, Psh. I'm gonna go see yeah. what else is out there. And, st- and studies showed, like, while they're raising the kids, they're slowly resenting each other the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for the day when the kid can leave. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, and so and so I, I like I think most people fall across the spectrum. Like there are people who are just like, I can date 75 people at the same time and feel like the equal amount of love for all of them and manage that time wise. I'm in what is n- normally known as like primary secondary. So like. Most of my time and affection and romance goes to my partner and our child because we're raising a child together. We live together and stuff like that. But like, I have a couple of people. I have a couple of women that I sleep with regularly. And one of the main reasons that I'm not monogamous is I'm pansexual. So like, I like people, not genders. So like, she doesn't have a penis. So <laughs> that will, that causes particular issues and things that are, ways that I want to engage sexually. So I was like, okay. And it was and it was a lot better being like it takes a lot of really strange things off the table. Yeah. Like she spent New Year's with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and I stayed at home by myself and like slept, which is what I wanted to do. But she wanted to go out, yeah. and in a traditional monogamous relationship, I'm like required to go out with her and spend and like bond together that way. And I was like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it doesn't mean I don't love you. It's just like 
I spent all of December coding for 19 hours straight and I finally am done and I have nothing to do and the last thing I want to do is stand in line at Empire and then dance around a bunch of sweaty people <laughs> and like spend $500 to get three drinks and not get drunk. Yeah. I don't want to do it with a bunch of drunk people screaming about New Year's. I want to sit here and watch Newsroom and do nothing. <laughs> I don't I don't know what, how most people feel about polyamory. Um, I don't. I think that there's there are some people who are just like I'm a jealous person. I have the traditional model of what a relationship is in my head. I own yeah. you. You own me. We own each other. We're both unhappy. That's how it is supposed to go. <laughs> like or both happy. <laughs> yeah. Th so there's something like that. But then I think there's other people who are like, I think like me, where it's like I I could potentially have a partner and then have me and them both sleep with other people potentially, but. Um, I think a lot of people would question, you, you have to be committed to that person though. Yeah, right? you have to be more, here's the thing I would say, you, yeah. it requires more commitment and more communication and more trust to be in a non-monogamous relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's- Who it's, has the time? <laughs> <laughs> it makes it a lot easier because you actually, you don't spend, you also don't spend a lot of time like fighting about all of the, this. You, I, I, let's say, Think about all the arguments that are irrelevant if you're allowed to have sex with other people that are like trope arguments with people. Who are you talking to on your phone? I can literally just be like, oh, this girl I want to have sex with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, cool. Can yeah. I see a picture? And I was like, and the game. Yeah. And, and sorry, sorry, so like woman, all that, all woman that, that I want to have sex with. I have shit. sex with grown women. <laughs> all that shit is just wiped off the table. It's like, hey, I'm just, that's my, f yeah. you look through. I mean, it, if you really want to It actually see that. gives you permission to be honest. You don't yeah. spend a lot of time like working out lying and working out things you want to hide and things like that. I just, I literally, I'm just like, here's what I want to do. Is that fine? And we've agreed upon certain things that I'm like, I was like, there. I have boundaries on things that you can't you can't say aren't fine because we agreed about that in the beginning. Like she, like for example, when she was pregnant, we were monogamous, mm -hmm. and so for multiple reasons. One, I wasn't excited about the idea of her having sex with somebody while she was carrying our child. Mm -hmm. Not, not Nicholas. Felt weird, right? <laughs> and she was just like, I don't, and like she was like, I'm extra hormonal and I feel real nasty and possessive and I don't want you talking to anybody. I want you to stand right next to me and look at my face while I grow this child. And I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> so here's a question. Mm -hmm. Do you view, you say poly, polyamorous? I say, okay. say non-monogamous. Okay, non-monogamous. Are you? Would you say you're a non-monogamous person, yes. or you're just in a non-monogamous? Like, is that like an identity of yours? Like, that's I am. Something you I hold am a non-monogamous person. Okay. There's there. I, it's mostly I do not want the ways that I want to connect with a, another person in front of me dictated by a relationship that I'm in. Right. Hmm. So it's like I, I I would hate to be in a situation where I'm met someone and something beautiful is happening and where the and the only reason why we're not exploring what this moment is is because of some arbitrary ass thing that society says means I don't love the person I'm raising a child with and I was like no I went out and I danced with somebody for a few hours and we were I fucking the whole time and it was incredible and amazing and we wanted to nakedly dance together and look at each other's eyes and do awesome shit <laughs> then like that doesn't mean anything i was just like you were out of town like it, it doesn't mean i don't love you it just 
means that we I'm having a moment with this person that I'm now immediately pumping the brakes on because of mm-hmm. some arbitrary thing hmm. that doesn't pertain that isn't even true. Kramer said he's about to have a conversation with his girlfriend after this. That's what he said. <laughs> was there was there a, a point at which you realized that this is who you were or what you wanted? Uh, I've been guessing at it for a little bit. It, it mostly came from like coming coming to grips that like I wasn't straight, mm-hmm. and then being like because it mostly been that had been a compartmentalized part of myself for a while. It had been mm-hmm. like I it, people wouldn't know unless I told them, and I wasn't really like. The, the ways that I generally interact with men aren't like I'm looking for boyfriends and things like that. It's just like, you, let's do things with our penises. Yeah. And so coming to grips with that and then like owning that part of myself and then uh, the relation, when I broke up with the, the woman I was with before Sophia, I was kind of like, I don't want to be in a monogamous relationship anymore. Like I don't see it working for myself. What, mm. what generally happens with me is if I'm in that place is, I'm just like I am gonna break. I'm I'm I feel trapped, and I want new experiences, and I want to do other things, and I'm bored of this, and that's usually what happens to me when I'm in monogamous relationships. And then, so I was just like, okay, this is what I want, and this is what I want to do, and I'll just find the people who are okay with it. Otherwise, we're not gonna work anyway. So, <laughs> like, why why try? Yeah. And again, this is prescript this is not like prescriptive to all humanity. Like I said, there are people who are truly monogamous. Um, but I just think it's like way less mm-hmm. than people think. Damn. So you just have to smash them, huh? <laughs> I mean, I'm busy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I don't have, see that's like I don't a, have a lot of that's a that's a player response. Like, I mean, shoot, like my schedule's full. You know, I, was like, I got, I got stuff to do. I mean, one of one of my uh one of my partners that I have sex with is, lives next to the gym I go to, which is one of the reasons she's one of the partners I go with. She get that, she get that sweaty sex. That's good. <laughs> I usually go before. <laughs> I go to the gym. The gym gets the sexy sweat. Sexy sweat. Oh yeah, uh, you know I better bet. Oh yeah. yeah, I want a dude and I want a girl with some big breasts. Oh yeah, I yeah. want the spectrum. I want you getting your rectum. Uh, I don't care what the gender is as long as I can bend the bitch over. <laughs> <laughs> Over. <laughs> as long as I have hip joints, good. Uh, as long as you got joints, we can make it work. Uh, uh, man, let's smoke some joints, and then you'll twerk. Uh, uh, yeah, just see what is going down. Which one of us is going down? Ah, huh, man, you gotta know. Look, here's the cool thing about being pan. I can walk in a room and be like woman or man yeah. or other or three or me or the or LGBTQIA2 plus for me. So look, I can walk up in the thing, diversify your spectrum, got 30 dating apps on my ring. So I can get the phone call, it can be bling bling coming down on my knees for the things that you need. So how you doing? What your name is? Bill Ted Jamie. <laughs> don't matter. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't matter. Oh, 
Tosin, uh, that boy the man, uh, Tosin, uh, that boy is pan, uh, he swipe left, uh, he swipe right, uh, he swipe up and down, uh, I don't know what that's about. Uh, uh, yeah, got the spectrum being sexual, uh, man, wonder how he fits it in his schedule, uh, man, but you know, doing it, Pam, Peter Pan, when you're with me, man, you know that will never land. That's why I wear them leotards. Making sure it's easy to get them off And when I walk into them bars And you gotta keep the schedule, ghoul and calendar alerts Want me to hit you up 315-2415, we can burp I told my baby Your mind staying home to watch my baby eh. I gotta go out Where you going? Huh, to see my baby Bye. <laughs> And it's okay though it's she all good spent New Year's Eve with her boyfriend Lado. She was gone for two days. She came back walk legging. Y'all gonna get it? I said she bow legging. And I was just like, ooh, ooh, you got it, girl, got it, girl. Ooh, ooh, go get it out there in the world, in the world. Ooh, ooh. He's a poet too. We jammed real quick one time. Damn. I got a piano track with him saying lines and me playing bars and it's really crime. Ooh, I feel like <laughs> go and get what you need. Uh, yeah, even if that's on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, congratulations! That's the uh, that's the first time I've ever rapped about being paired. That's so like nice. A, congratulations! I, right here and off. That the might dome. be the first time anyone's rapped. About me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm looking. At, I'm thinking about it. It can't be true. It might be true. It might be true. It's probably not. It might be true. Exclusive. Exclusive. this world book of records. Right now. You ever listen to Brockhampton? No, I don't know who that person. I think it's a group. It's like a couple black, couple black kids, a couple white kids, couple. It's a diverse group of people, a couple mm -hmm. Hispanics, and uh, they just rap and shit. And there's one, there's one uh, dude. He he's a gay dude, but he and he one of his lines was like, they're like, why are you always talking about being gay? Because no one's out there talking about being gay. Yeah. I was like, that was like his line. I was like, there you go. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it's just like, but he's just going ham. Like he's, I think he could be. Give him a few years. He could be a superstar. He's got that star. He's mm. got that star factor. Nice. It's all about. It's all about the rap voice. That's like. That's the thing that's made it for me for a long time was like all my recordings. I was like, you just learn how to just get in and be like, man, I can say that bullshit. Think about it when you go in with the cool whips and I'll make sure you get it in the cool grips. And I think about it if you want to get the new whip slick. Man, I want in the slick rig every time I get it with a dick fake. I'm going to want to kick lick. I'm going to want to think I want to get thing. I ain't said shit. Right? So and like, people yeah. think it's like, oh my God, you're so cool. I was like, I literally. I haven't said shit. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, stick, stick, oh the big, big, oh I got, got lick, lick, oh I tick, 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 tock, tock, tick, tock, clock. Oh yeah, mock. Oh yeah, oh I see. Oh rock, rock, rock. I'm rhythmically saying phonemes. I'm taking the crock pot. What? How did? How did he? Oh man, I remember the first time I heard Creamer rap. Was it? It was, it was like upstairs at the. Oh yeah. No, it was just, and it blew me away too, because I played piano, and it was, it's a solo scene, and he's like, "I would like to freestyle rap," and I was like, "Please, look, here's what happened in my brain." Oh, that's cute, white boy. <laughs> so I start and I start playing. You, 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 in your brain, it's the, you, you see me being like, "I'm Patrick, yeah. and I'm here to say that Maestro <laughs> rapping like, here today." Look at this little white boy trying to challenge himself. You know what? You <laughs> He's like, yeah, "Look, you grow, you grow." Hey, we all bomb sometimes. But so he had a, like insane punchline first two first two lines, <laughs> and I was like, 
Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I'll say about you, Tosin. You're the only you're the only uh, piano improviser I've met that can make a rap thing happen on a piano. Mm. That's insane to me. Every single other every other white uh, piano player is always like, "Oh, rap, I got you." Like it's always like the corniest (laughs) shit. It's like the same corny shit you did before. You're gonna do for this rap song. All right, look. I'm gonna give away the secret. You ready? Uh It's all bait. Boom, boom. You ready? Uh, one, six, five, seven, one, six, five, seven, one, six, five. There you go. Got a rap song. <laughs> 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 oh, for yeah, those, rap. For those pianists that are not numbers people, B flat, G flat, F, A, B flat, G flat, F. Hey. Boom! You got a rap song, and then just do some high, just do some high B flat minors up top. Ching 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 ching. There you go, rap song. <laughs> or any other racial slur you want to do up top. <laughs> my uh, my apologies that my onomatopoeia is Venn diagram with racial epithets toward people. Of Asian descent. Man, I love that. I hope we can still be fresh. Wop, 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 wop. (laughs) Does it really? Is it? uh, I really just see (laughs) nigger, nigger. You can't do it. it It's just the two. Just the two. How many onomatopoeias are racist? Um, Oh, God. mm, I don't know. All right, I'm gonna stop. Please don't have me say this. I'm planning on running for president. And it's just gonna be ads. Yeah. Spick, spick. You want your president. Or I'm like thinking about like. But like talking about jury duty earlier, where I'm wondering like if you know it, uh, if I if I'm that holdout on a jury, where I'm just like I don't know who's right, uh, and then they're like, well, we have breaking news about a podcast he was on a month ago, where he was like <laughs> he was like cops are fallible, <laughs> and like, he has opinions. Get out. He has opinions and thought. He's not a peer. He's yeah. not a jury. He's none of those things. Yeah. So you got a baby? How's your baby? Baby is 17 months soon. Hold on. It's hard to keep track. Um, 16 months. 16 months on the second. Yeah. We did this show the other day where Mm -hmm. I did a thing about his baby. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Because it was was me and Chewie and we were talking about him. The Mm Mimi Cry, Patrick. Oh. Yeah. Well, close. It was real cute. Yeah. It was real fun. Yeah, yeah. How's that baby doing? Good, good. She she's walking, she's saying various forms of parental nomenclature. Um, it's dada and baba and zaza. It's cute, very cute. Um, she's smart, she's copying certain things. So every, well, a lot of times I look at her like I'll open my eyes real wide. And so she started doing that and it's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, so, uh, it's so weird to it's it's got it's weird to realize that you have the same mannerisms as your parents. It's mm-hmm. gotta be even crazier to look at your kid and be like, You're what you doing with us? You wanna know, you wanna hear the most profound, crazy thing I was thinking last night about kids is like how so when my kid gets in despair and she's stuck in a room and she's upset and wants to get out, she's screaming and she's wailing. And then I go and I finally go show her love and affection and she hits me in the face because she's so excited to be like loved finally. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's 
that is what everyone is doing right now. That's is what Donald Trump is doing right uh, now. Donald Trump has been like, pay attention to me, world, mm -hmm. for his whole life. And finally, people are, and every time somebody looks at him, he's just like, huh, 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 North Korea sucks. Oh my God, you're so, you know, we're so awesome. That's all we're doing. We're just flailing around, yeah. trying to be loved since we were 16 months old. Yeah. That's see, this, the whole thing. See, this is why so, I wanted to have you on the podcast because we finally have a Trump supporter, and that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, sub, I support what Trump is going to do for the nation. Uh, I, actually, I, I, I actually really I do. I understand. Hey, he's going he's gonna, he's gonna to fuck the, some shit up to hopefully turn some shit around. It's, what, the, it's the milk of magnesia that will make America puke up all the bad stuff. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully. It's like it, 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 uh, one of the things about like watching that David Letterman movie about Obama, mm -hmm. too, was like we had a, a, a truly stellar human being trying really hard to do this job mm -hmm. really well. And I'm not saying he did it all right, he fucked up things, but everybody does. And now we've got a truly awful human being, like as in every checkbox and every quantifiable way I can think about it, just truly yeah. bad person <laughs> as the president of the United States. And like just seeing that spectrum, I think was is important Mm -hmm. To remind people that, like, this is an important thing. You can't yeah. just be dicking around. And to, like, and also, like, not having to have the fight with uh, certain white people anymore about, like, racism isn't real anymore. Huh. I'm like, man, the, the greatest support, the racism is why Donald Trump is president, <laughs> right? Now. That is, it's literally, that was his best cam his campaign manager was racism. <laughs> <laughs> and his chief, his was, chief of staff is racism sexism. Incarnate. Uh, yeah. But I do like, I do like the, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, see, to me, this is my whole thing. It's like, it's just, at this point, we all know that. Yeah. At least, especially here in Austin, we know that yeah. Trump is dog shit, and we know that he's the worst. <laughs> and for me, it's like boring to talk about. What's more interesting for me to talk about, not that we can't, but yeah. what's more interesting for me to talk about is the perspective you give of like, look at Trump just being, just he's just, why he just, he might just need a hug. He might just need a hug from a person who really cares about him and doesn't just want his money and mm -hmm. doesn't just like ship him off to a nanny just to be taken care of. Like, well, it's funny parents, because the, you know? per the person he needs the hug from is his dead dad. Mm. Yes. That's, that's who he needs the hug. Yeah. There was some, like there was some sort of anecdote about like either one of his older sons um, and that like when he came to pick them up from college or something that like him standing out in front of the dorm or residence hall, uh, his son coming down, Donald Trump slapping him in the face saying like put on a different tie them doing that and him like doing it at least one other time and then just being like oh maybe that's what his dad did to him yeah. and it's like yeah. all stems and if you from believe that. the whole like each generation does a little bit better he might be killing it right now <laughs> what do you know what I mean? like trump might be killing it as a father i mean, am sure than... i am sure trump is supposed to be like literally hitler and he's just like financially cruel and sick like i'm sure he's doing way better than he should like if we took a whole list of everything he went through, like, I'm sure he should be, like, padded room crazy. <laughs> and he's just president of the United States crazy. <laughs> and I was actually saying the other day, somebody was asking me, like, would you rather have, like, who would, who would you rather have as the as a teacher or a leader, like somebody, like an ex-convict, who, or, or like an ex, they actually was specifically um, someone, an ex-sex offender, or like an Olympian. And I was like, an ex-sex offender. Like, I'd be like, please, in, 
and I and I say this because people who have done wrong and perpetrated and recovered and have redeemed themselves and they are in so much better position to teach and show people things and lead. And I'll I'll say it this way, if Donald Trump wakes up one day and is like, "Oh my god, I'm a terrible racist sexist person no, and the people help. and people should stop being this way." And he was convincingly really had this change. He'll be a better president. He'll be the best president that ever was. Yeah, to go from Donald Trump to a a reputable human being is better than me at my current level of reputable human being. Like, hmm, if Donald Trump, if Donald Trump catches up to my level of gentlemanliness, <laughs> then I, I'd vote from a thousand times. What he went through, what he would have, the depths he would have to go to in himself to reach that point, the journey through that would change him so fundamentally that that kind of person couldn't. Like they, yeah, they couldn't yeah. go back. Like they, 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 they wouldn't be, they, they couldn't be fucked with either. Yeah. Like, there's nothing you can tell them. Like, they, it, you, you can't you threaten them with this past. You can't threaten them with the future. He's like, I've seen everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was president. Never mind. Isn't that so interesting? Because like in this country, whenever you fuck up, at least right, at least right now in this culture mm -hmm. that we're in, right this at this moment, yeah. If you fuck up, you're out. You gotta fucking go. There's no if ands, or buts about it. You fucking did wrong, blah, blah, blah. You gotta go. And it's like, if what we're saying is true, that like, if you really give people time and they work on themselves and they really find something, those could be your best allies. Oh yeah. It's and like how... We don't wanna hear that. Well, right, cause like, you know, the justice system, it's like, you know, you live somewhere and they're like, oh, there's a ex-con who lives down the way. It's like, well, in theory, it should just be, well, they paid their debt to society and now they're better for it, but it's seen as like... They're better than you for it. Yeah. They've seen struggles that you don't even understand. Right, mm -hmm. but it's the it's the sort of punishing... It's the Old Testament judicial system. <laughs> yeah, it's biblical hate. Yeah. I saw in a, in a documentary about prisons, it's on Netflix, I forget what it's called, but they like compare like Swedish or one of them fucking countries mm. to our prisons and they like, one of their head prisons come over here to like check out our stuff. And then like, and they also interview people over there in their in their prisons. And they were like, yeah, we were sent here as punishment, not for punishment. So it's they make sure it's like livable here. Like the, our prisons should reflect society. So it's like you know, I have a refrigerator, I got a little kitchen, you know, I sleep here. I'm here for punishment. I'm not here to like, yeah, make prison real bad because fuck those people. That's mm. why it's like no, it's like they should be treated with the same respect. They just fucked up, and you gotta sit. You gotta. It's a timeout. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. It's, it, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. It's a little Sophia time out. You don't need or, or not Sophia. X. X, it's yeah. a little X. A little Sophia too. Maybe she's bad. She needs to go get time. <laughs> yeah, everybody's in time yeah. out right now. Going to just AX. You need to sit in the corner right there. It's like we don't like poke her and kick her too while she's there. It's like no, you just time out. <laughs> just sit and down and come back whenever you're ready. And this is actually what I think is happening with like the what I believe is. I've talked about this in theory that like the way that like rape culture is gonna die is we're in currently in the phase two of it it's gonna be like but everyone is gonna start talking about it and then a lot of dudes are gonna get shot down for fucking up and like and, and dudes we like the dudes that we like who have been talking about it and good things and maybe not even in what we feel holistically is fair ways but heads are gonna roll mm -hmm. and so we're in that current phase too but that's the heads are gonna roll for the the people who aren't like who are also victims of rape culture because it's like a lot every every guy I know grew up especially if you grew up in the church which was just like which is pastors just telling you like hey guys um, you can't 
handle your erections all right so ladies please put your boobs away don't 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 arouse them if, if as soon as a guy gets an erection their whole brain doesn't work and there's nothing they can do about it um and so we grew up with the, that same mindset too so we're like we're also like men are also victims of this but they are also the ones who did the wrong doing so sorry you're gonna have to you're gonna be in timeout for a while mm. i was like we're not gonna we're not gonna hear from Louis C.K. and Aziz for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, and and and, plen- and then plenty genuinely bad dudes like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I do look forward to exactly what happened with Letterman. Like he was gone for two years and quit his job and came back, did this dope thing. And I was like, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens when we come to phase three, when it is about the reconciliation and it is about the guys who we'll have learned. You think, yeah. Yeah. I, well, especially, you, you think we'll get to a point where we forgive the people that we hated a few years back? Definitely. Did Letterman step down because of a sex scandal? I know he's. I thought he just retired. He retired. His retirement coincided with allegations of Mm. of sex scandals, and he was. It was just like if, if, from my understanding, it just got to the point where it's like, oh, I figured I was planning on retiring anyway, Mm. and nah, (laughs) and so I was like, let's just go, and yeah, but. I do really think we'll get back to it. I I think, I honestly think Netflix will do it too. I think we'll be three years from now and Aziz will have a stand-up special and he's gonna talk about it and he's gonna say some important, profound shit about it. And like, I don't know, the world will be in a different place. I mean, that's the hope, right? The One of my favorite podcasts to listen to is On the Media and they like have a lot of nuanced takes on these things rather than yeah you know, it feels like you know they make their liberal bias very clear but the fact that they get into the weeds a bit more rather than it being sort of echo chambery maybe you know maybe it is more echo chambery than sure. any uh, anything else but um talking about like they interviewing some um science fiction writers and like did an episode on dystopia like how dystopian future is seems to be like all the rage right now black mirror and all these like mm-hmm. you know uh, stranger things yeah yeah things about yeah well about like how in the how much you know because there's so much tension right now that people are like oh it's just going to get real bad and something they said about like pessimism being the belief that things will turn out bad regardless of what you do and like similarly optimism being that things will be okay regardless of what you do that like we need to feel you need to feel enough in a state of flux or in an uncertainty to push yourselves to like try and make things better rather than just leaving it up to just your worldview which i thought yeah. was like a profound way to think about like you know because we are in this uncertain time and you know with uh, tyler saying you know like oh do you really think we'll get to that point you know there's a you know maybe there'll be huge blowback and we will make america great again and return to the 50s and it'll be <laughs> it'll be shitty and terrible but the- I, actually i'm curious to see what 2018 black people are going to do if they go if they <laughs> really go hard <laughs> I, was like, I was like try to make me a slave please please <laughs> but the- i ain't drinking that brown water get that out of here. <laughs> but the hope being that like yeah we're we're at this time of uncertainty and like wanting to push for things to make things better for as many people as possible yeah and, and unfortunately it's gonna be hard it's gonna, it's gonna be a bloody walk it's like there's just it's there's no if ands or buts about it the balance has been wrong for so long mm. that 
we've got we've got scars and cuts and scabs and wounds that are like caked into humanity and cleaning them out and getting rid of them is going to be a bloodbath like it's just going to be and i was like and we're cur- like we're currently watching one happen right now and it's a beautiful bloodbath but it's also like terrifying because it was like every every guy i know has got an aziz story sorry mm. every guy i know mm. does and so we're just not famous enough mm. that people are gonna people want to write about it and talk about it and put it on the podcast tosin <laughs> <laughs> what's your aziz story tosin? oh man uh, no <laughs> uh, that's funny i'll rap about it later um, <laughs> but yeah and, it, and it's just like it's an unfortunate thing that it's true and it's just like the first thing that's going to happen, people are going to start hearing all the truth about it and it's going to be a bloodbath and then people are going to realize that it was a systemic problem and while there are people who did the hurting and people who were hurt, the people who did the hurting are also being hurt and also hurt and we're just going to be like, okay, let's just fucking stop it. Let's just cut it out. Let's just stop it and be better yeah. and hopefully we are alive by that time. <laughs> you know, Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. That's Amen. A, that's a way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gandhi quotes. Have a, click. Have a, have a wrap up beat. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Wrap up. Just wrap about whatever we were just talking about. What we've talked about the whole time. Yeah. Let's wrap up. Oh. Uh, mm. Love ending on these bittersweet, bittersweet uh, beats. Bittersweet beats man productions it's It's too much to add it's too much subtract it's like too much math god damn we in the bloodbath that's what we was talking trying to do the talk and do the walking no more stalking that shit that that was flawless man yeah, sometimes feel just overly optimistic Feel like we need a course correction to get back on track from what is sadistic Feel like, yeah, some things we might miss, uh, man, slipping through the cracks Need mm. to just make sure we can get back on track, bringing it all back Look, how we get here Walking down the street, thinking about the things we did, how we get there. Every time that we live in this place with the truth and the things that we hit there. Listen, if we want to get where we want to go and see the things that we want to see, we got to be the people that want to see the change in the world, like it was said by Gandhi. Listen to me if you want to see that the people in the world all love each other. You got to look in the mirror and realize you're the reason we don't love each other. Uh. And yes, I mean you. Yes, I mean me. Yes, I mean we. We are the people that cause the people to see that we are not people that we can be. And we can be working on a place to get to the things of equality. But first, we got to realize we are the dividing line between we. Oh, shit. Close to talk about taking responsibility for your actions. Mm. I mean, there is really no faction. There's no other to be attacking. It's just mm. us. Just us looking in the mirror, man in the mirror. Oh, I'm seeing shit real clearer. Oh, let me go and drop a beer. the three homies be talking about this shit that is be changing. Oh, I can see now that there is so many angles. It is uh. not devil and angel. It is not yin in the yang. If uh. you open up your eyes to a higher plane, it is everything. Look uh. around. Just take some time, we can dig out the scars uh, That shit will heal Then we're gonna raise that fucking bar, son uh, Know that some people's hope 
is running on empty after the next presidential election then hindsight will be 2020 yeah. uh, man <laughs> yeah what we can do making it all clear because yeah. we just need to keep on surviving yeah every single year because we don't know what's coming next who's coming up doing what we can is so complex but we're dumb enough to just need to get our mind right doing what we can yeah so that we find the right thing to do and that bring us all together uh see each other for what we are really doing here whatever so uh, look we can look inside our minds see the mirror glass every time that we rhyme every time we sit together and try to make art we realize that things are getting on the side so look we can give each other signs go home make stuff get it right make your friends keep it tight making sure you're doing things making life make it right if you want to go make it fight you got to stand up when you want to fight if you want to do it if you don't feel like it then get up off the couch and do it anyway because we gotta fight we just sit around we gonna lose sight watching netflix till four in the morning and while people trying to nuke north korea at night some people think that this moment that we live in in is an omen But uh, I think it's a blessing if you just think about it for a second I uh, mean this shit is historic, I mean this shit is massive So I know we out here rapping and laughing but it's bombastic Because uh, shit is fucking moving, man shit is grooving uh, We got the internet, all the bad shit we losing mm. We is connected, I'm talking about Wi-Fi. That Donald Trump man, he is not my guy. <laughs> this has been Off, off the, the Dumb Something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. Thanks, guys. God, God yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. God damn y'all. God damn y'all. God damn y'all. God damn y'all.